Welcome to Follow, a Latter-day Saint scripture poetry podcast. My name is Mary Jane Rice. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very excited to study the Book of Mormon this year. After diving deep into any book of scripture, it's nice to palate cleanse with something different. In particular, I love studying the Book of Mormon. I hope you'll stick around this year to hear some of the poems I wrote based on my study of this inspired book. The readings this week are the introductory pages to the Book of Mormon. The poem I'm sharing today was inspired by the witness testimonies. If you'd like to read along, you can find this poem on my website at maryjanerice.com. Let's begin. Testimony It's instinct. We witness to each other without effort build up or claw down by what we give and withhold, as if we were still spirits at war over Christ, who has now triumphed, yet we bicker over who to follow. Hold these words, heft them, bite down to test for gold. You choose what to believe. Why not something beautiful? We can infer from the text of the title page of the Book of Mormon that it was written by Moroni after his father Mormon's death. In it, he explains that the book's purposes include showing to the remnant of Israel the great things the Lord did for their fathers, showing to them that they are not cast off forever, convincing everyone of any heritage that Jesus is the Christ, and showing everyone that Christ manifests himself to every nation not just a few here and there. Basically, everyone is covered by one of those groups mentioned. Moroni also notes that there may be faults in the Book of Mormon, but if so, then they are the mistakes of the authors themselves and not evidence that the doctrine of the book isn't true. I'm going to treat the Book of Mormon like it's a true history because I believe that it is. I know that all biographers and historians recount history as they understand it, and even prophets who are directed by the Spirit are still human and prone to mistakes. But I want to be careful that I don't reject divine doctrine just because I perceive human error in someone who lived a long time ago and didn't understand everything in the same way that I do now. So I need other ways to help me know what is true rather than just my personal external judgment. One of those other ways to know what is true is by listening to people I trust who can vouch for the truth of something. For example, there are the two witness statements at the beginning of the Book of Mormon. These two statements come from two very different perspectives. The first is the testimony of the three witnesses who are Oliver Cowdery, David Whitmer, and Martin Harris. These three men had a miraculous experience, an angel appeared to them and showed them the gold plates that Joseph had translated. Their testimony is about the grace and power of God and that they know that the book was divinely ordained and brought about. The second is the testimony of the eight witnesses. These witnesses were shown the plates by Joseph himself, not by an angel in a miraculous vision. These witnesses said the plates looked and felt like they were gold. They picked them up to judge their weight and agreed they matched the description of what Joseph said he had. So why do we need these two different kinds of testimony? 
Perhaps it goes back to the idea that we need two or three witnesses to be sure of truth. Or maybe it's a nod to the dual nature of our souls, that we are made up of both body and spirit. And we need both physical and spiritual witnesses to be sure of something. The testimonies of these witnesses have strengthened me because I know they risked a lot to give them, not just their reputations, but in some cases their lives. Even where some of them eventually rejected Joseph Smith or the church, they didn't retract their witness statements. They saw what they saw, they said what they saw, and they stood by it. Testimonies are interesting things. Um, We often change our perspective in life, but that doesn't necessarily mean our faith diminishes. It hurts to see family and friends publicly struggle with doubt and do so in a way where they lash out or tear down those around them. Sometimes they are battling other personal problems that I don't know about, whether they were victims of abuse or bullying, or they just don't feel like they fit in to the predominant culture of the church in the area of the world where they live. And yet I also believe it's okay to have questions and even doubts. So what's the proper way to wrestle with testimony and work through those doubts so that we don't damage those around us? How can our example inspire others to faithfully investigate their own questions? This podcast is one of the ways I try to do that, but everyone has to come up with their own ways. A little about the text of this poem. When I begin by saying that it's instinctual for us to witness things to each other, I mean that our words and actions show what we think and believe, even when we aren't specifically trying to bear testimony. We even witness our thoughts on our faces sometimes when we frown or smile or roll our eyes. I compare this continual witnessing we do to each other to to our pre-mortal estate, where we were part of that great war in heaven that was also a war of testimony. What we do on this earth now is a continuation of that, a continuation of the great war of testimony. Even though the winner of that war was decided a long time ago, if we are going to line up on one side or the other and take all the consequences that decision entails, including how it will affect our friends and family and descendants for generations to come, then I think we ought to judge carefully, test the doctrine, find out what really brings us long-term peace and joy. I don't think we should just make it a matter of personal preference or opinion or mood or habit. We cannot be passively convinced of the truth. We have to choose. And choosing truth is not the same thing as choosing what you prefer to eat or wear or watch on TV. Choosing truth is the most important thing we will ever do because of how it will shape our lives every day. I believe we should choose something that shapes us every day for the good. Now I'll read the poem for you again. Testimony. It's instinct. We witness to each other without effort, build up or claw down by what we give and withhold as if we were still spirits at war over Christ, who has now triumphed, yet we bicker over who to follow. Hold these words, heft them, bite down to test for gold. You choose what to believe. Why not something beautiful? That's all for today. 
You can find more of my poetry at facebook.com slash Latter-day Saint Poetry or visit maryjanerice.com. That's M-E-R-R-I-J-A-N-E Rice.com. My contact information is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. May your time spent in the scriptures this week be rewarding.